Welcome to the August 2022 news episode of Turning Season Podcast, your regular dose of active hope in the great turning, bringing you news and deep conversations about our adventure toward a life-honoring, life-sustaining way of being human on Earth. This show is for every one of you who's awake to our multiple crises, feels your love for life on Earth, and chooses to participate in cultivating ways of life we can believe in, making a life-honoring present even in the face of an uncertain future. I'm Leilani Navar. I'm a facilitator of the work that reconnects, an acupuncturist and dream worker, and a believer in the power of conversation. This podcast is one way the great turning happens through me. Welcome and thank you for being here. In January of this year, the City Council of Los Angeles, California, unanimously voted to ban new oil and gas drilling and to phase out existing oil and gas production within city limits over the next 20 years. They also included a motion to form a task force to support people who are currently employed at the drilling sites through the transition. Many of these workers are from the same frontline communities that have been suffering the serious health impacts of this urban drilling. The city of L.A. has the largest concentration of urban oil fields in the nation. Over half a million residents live within one-quarter mile of an active well. This decision by the L.A. City Council is thanks to the activism of many in the local communities, including Naleli Kobo, now 21 years old, who was awarded the Goldman Environmental Prize this year. She grew up next to an oil drilling site and personally began suffering at the age of nine from many of the symptoms that are associated with leaks from oil wells, including heart palpitations, nosebleeds, muscle spasms, difficulty breathing, stomach pain, and eventually cancer. Many people in her community were also suffering in similar ways, and she was a determined young leader and spokesperson for years in their work to challenge Alan Coe, who ran the site near her home, where the smell of toxic leaks was sometimes attempted to be disguised by synthetic smells of guava, cherries, or chocolate. Eventually, the site was permanently closed and criminal charges were filed against Alan Coe executives. There are still about 2,000 wells that are active or idle in L.A., run by about 200 different operators. Drilling in Los Angeles continues to disproportionately harm people in low-income communities of color. In 2015, Neleli Kobo co-founded the South Central Youth Leadership Coalition, and this group sued the city of Los Angeles for environmental racism, saying it had permitted oil drilling disproportionately in Latino and Black communities. Now, in August of 2022, Los Angeles has a plan to begin the 20-year phase-out, but of course, communities want improved air quality much sooner. As best I understand it, the city can't demand that well operators shut down sooner yet, and this relates to the companies having time to recoup their investments in the wells. But the city's Office of Petroleum and Natural Gas Administration and Safety is launching an amortization study into existing wells and drilling sites, which could take a few years, but if they determine that well operators have recouped their investments, they could be forced to shut down sooner. So a work in progress with significant milestones this year and physical relief for 
all the human and other than human beings whose bodies were being harmed by the wells that have been closed so far. In another story of what we can call holding actions, the dimension of the great turning that's about slowing down or stopping damage to the living earth and all of us living here, communities in Ghana, Ivory Coast, and Nigeria are standing up against land grabs by global agriculture firms. Formerly communal agricultural lands that people relied on for their daily sustenance and their livelihoods are becoming commercial crop production fields, mostly for palm oil, in many cases through leases and concessions through controversial land deals with governments. And there are allegations of violence against villagers and communities being displaced for little or no compensation. According to Rita Uwaka, Forest and Biodiversity Program Coordinator at Friends of the Earth Africa, in Nigeria alone, over 20,000 people have been negatively impacted by relocations and displacements of farmers. A statement by African Catholic bishops says, quote, The impunity of corporate and elite capture of African land and natural resources and the damage this is doing to Africa's food systems, to our environment, our soils, lands, and water, our biodiversity, our nutrition and health is a major concern. Land grabs push people off the land, fueling conflicts and provoking displacement. A company called Investment Company for Tropical Agriculture, SIAT, is one of the five big companies that control three-quarters of the palm oil plantations in Africa. So the news is that in June, a delegation from communities who had lost their land, including Rita Uwaka, demonstrated and delivered a petition to executives at SEAT Group's Belgian headquarters in Brussels, leading to coverage in Belgian and international media. Friends of the Earth has also stood up for the people working at these plantations. Rita Uwaka traveled to the Parliament of the Economic Community of West African States and called for their intervention to end the exploitation and human rights violations against plantation farmers by these multinational companies. The Sun Nigeria quotes Shiaka Sama, a member of the Parliament for Sierra Leone, as saying, Friends of the Earth have done so well at a time when no one stood up so that the world will know that there is injustice going on. I thank you for giving voice to the voiceless. I also want to highlight that this is one of the countless situations around the world right now where defending people's rights to the land they have lived on for generations, keeping land in the care of the people who have long been tending to it, is a way to also continue to protect biodiversity, soil health, and food security. Finally for today, a story more in the dimensions of the great turning that we call life-sustaining systems and shifts in consciousness about a movable forest in the Netherlands. Starting in May this year and just wrapping up on August 14th after 100 days, the city of Leeuwarden had a movable forest of about a thousand trees traveling around a three and a half kilometer route. This was part of an arts festival in Friesland. The trees were in wooden containers loaded on wheeled carts and they included more than 60 
native tree species such as alder, ash, elm, maple, oak, and willow. And wherever this lush forest popped up in the city, in places that usually have few trees, people found that it changed the character of the community, cooled the air, and slowed the pace of life in a way that most people appreciated. The cooling effect is a demonstration of what a study of more than 300 European cities showed, that urban trees can cool summer land surface temperatures by up to 12 degrees Celsius, which is about 20 degrees Fahrenheit. The project, called BOSC, received overwhelming local support. The trees were all moved by volunteers, including people of all ages, genders, and backgrounds. And it achieved what the designers hoped for, which was an art installation that would help expand people's ideas of what's possible, bring people together, and nurture a shift in people's sense of their relationship with nature. Since August 14th, the organizers have found permanent homes for the trees, many in communities that have not had much greenery in the past. This makes me think of John Seed in episode 17, talking about the practice of breathing with trees and what it can do for us to connect with a living green being in an urban setting. Those are the stories for today. Thank you for listening. Before you go, if you're curious about my work weaving personal holistic healing and growth with deep ecology and the work that reconnects, rooted always in the poetic science of Chinese medicine and dream work, applications are now open for the round of healing season that begins in January 2023. I will include a link in the show notes for today's episode, as well as links to articles about each of the news stories I shared. I'll be back again on the full moon with another deep conversation with someone rising to their own role in the great turning. Until then, thank you again for listening and for all the ways you play your part.